Hello, traveler. Please, have a seat while I tell you the tale of the Prismatic Guard, starring Abby O'Neill as the combustible and often confused tiefling alchemist, Flint Therai, Jason Hops as the old veteran, Robarth Mirax, a dragonborn warlock with a mysterious patron, Jerry Evans as an affable historian, the halfling bard, Roscoe Suitfoot, and Ashley McLean as the carefree but determined Ottervoke Samurai, Margot. Hosted by Eli Royal, join us on a tale of a world still recovering from a great war that changed everything. Hello, you're listening to We Play RPGs, an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. My name is Eli, your host, joined by... Hi, I'm Abby, and I play Flint. I'm Jason, and I play Ruvarth Mirax. I am Jerry, and I play Roscoe Suitfoot. I'm Ashley, and I play Margot. And this episode is brought to you by Metallic Dice Games. MetallicDiceGames.com makes some amazing dice. We all have dice sets from them. In fact, you can probably hear the players rolling their dice. I don't get to because of reasons. But they are beautiful. They feel so nice, especially the gemstone dice. Like, they feel cold when you pick them up because they're rocks they are very smooth clicky clacky math rocks they have the good feel math rocks yeah they're Mm -hmm. little math rocks and if you go to metallicdicegames.com and use the coupon code play it forward you get 10 percent off your entire order this episode is also brought to you by foundfamiliar.com they make coffee very very good coffee and they have really cool Dungeons and Dragons themed names and the artwork is themed around it too and they what I really appreciate is that they credit the artist on every bag I think our favorite is Initiative Cartographers is also very good I'm excited because you can actually get sample bags and I didn't know that so I ordered some samples of the ones that I haven't tried yet so it's pretty yeah it's gonna be some good stuff and if you go to foundfamiliar.com slash play it forward, you get 10% off your order with the exception of the subscription. And the subscription's kind of worth it if you drink a lot of coffee anyway. You know, you just don't have to worry about running out. Yeah, when we left off, you guys had refound the Lizard Folk village of Sumani hey. after you had found the Mana Stone. Mm-hmm. It's very snarky, but it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's it's snarky, but while it is it is annoying, it is also understandable why it's snarky. Mm. It's been Don't let it off the hook. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, like reasons don't answer an excuse. It's just like it's understandable that it's snarky, but at the same time, it like it needs to start cutting its shit because it's getting a little rude. And you guys were on your way to try and rescue Elric. Has Flint told them Elric's name yet? He's like, yeah, we need to rescue my mentor, Elric, and Elric, and he'll actually ask Margo, hey, Margo, so when you went off to do your job with Rawl, did you rescue a dwarf by the name of Elric Vanheim? I mean, I knew his first name was Elric. I didn't know his last name. Oh, this just got a lot more interesting. 
you say that, I'm just like, uh, you know, he's about five feet tall, brown hair, green eyes, can't walk down the hallway, but is surprisingly good about being thrown downstairs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We broke him out of prison. For who? I don't know. Raul didn't give me specifics. He just was like, we need to break this dude out of prison. So I took the job. Well, I mean, when you handed him off to people, was there like, who was it? There was this dude named Stormclaw and this other lady that was super mean. And I tried to fight them, but then I got my butt kicked. I don't know who either of those people are, so clearly they they were uh, not. It was nothing good they wanted. Well, one could assume that Stormclaw is either a dragonborn or a kobold based on the name. Yeah, he's lizard. He's a kobold. Yeah, I I haven't really before I met Egris. I we didn't really know any kobolds, so. <sighs> It's probably someone who wanted to steal, who wants his research for weapons. And, mm. like, Flinches is rubbing his temples. Well, it's a good thing we're going to go and save him then. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it's it's one of those things where, like, I thought he would have, like, burned his research after um, Vanya lost his arm. He lost his arm? Vanya is... He's a tiefling like me, and came. he was adopted into the circus around the same time that we were part of. He was the brother I never had. One day, we got... It was, there was a fight, and he had taken one of Elric's experimental weapons, and it exploded on him and tore up his hand so bad. He lost his uh, arm below the elbow. Mm, that's not good. Yeah. And it's been one of those things where, like, we've tried convincing him to drop the line of research, but he's never quite done it. And uh, I don't want to know what's going to happen if, like, he's forced to manufacture them on a more massive scale than he was. Mm, That doesn't sound good. We Mm -hmm. need to go get him. It sounds like someone's trying to get the advantage for an invasion. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, from what I understand, the UN Empire sounds likely. Let's go get him. I I swore I'd never let anything like that ever happen again, so I'm in. I'm in, well, too. Well, this is all very dramatic. I really want to... S- I just... Uh... Don't worry. I will give you the satisfaction when the time is right. Good. <laughs> this is annoying. You guys are resupplied. Each have ten days worth of rations. That's that's um, nice. Rovarth, if you use the mana stone as a bag of holding, the most unsettling part of it is that as you place like you have the intent of placing, you know, like your ration inside the stone, and as it gets closer to the stone, it just shrinks until it goes inside of the stone. <laughs> How does the stone feel about being used that way? Uh, no strong opinion. Okay. I mean, it bitches. It, it complains, but it doesn't Constantly. stop you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, while we're heading this direction, I think I've figured out the sending spell. I think I should send something to Lord Benton. 
Yes, please do, for the love of God. Okay. I cast Sending, and I'm like, Hi, it's Flint. We found the Mana Stone. We're in Onun. We're out of the library. We'll contact you soon. That's 25 words, I think. Was that That's 18. Okay, fuck. I mean, that's 20. pretty much it. still be enough. I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, we found the Mana Stone. We also okay. we also found the intruders, so that's and dispatched them, and dispatched them. So that's twenty five now. You get to and and it cuts off and sends off. I mean, okay. I was counting. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I believe you. So okay. You gotta because it's very fun for me. I am gonna be persnickety about the sending spell. I mean, no, that's fair. And like, that's half the fun. Like, you have to figure out like, a best way to send the message in twenty five words or less. It's fine. He knows we're alive. That's the part I cared about. Yeah, so, Flint, I imagine you, like, pick up this little wind-up, like, you've, you've cobbled together this little wind-up toy, and you say the message, and it kind of, like, the w- little wings on it start flapping, and it lifts up wobbly out of your hand, and then just shoots off into the sky. <laughs> That's amazing! <laughs> Betten, when he gets the message, can actually answer it back in, like, almost immediately, since it's my little wind-up toy. He responds almost immediately with, What? I don't understand. Wait, the Mana Stone? That's amazing. How did you find it? Where was it? Oh, nun, that doesn't make any sense. Where? And then it cuts off. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I love all of that. (laughs) <laughs> you know what that's a question for later he knows where we are now and it's just like okay cool he knows we're alive and we're not dead like, and we found an artifact and he knows where we are yep alright so I need Margo to make a survival check as you guys move on unfortunately the lizard folk are not going to be any help on finding a way out of the wilds because they've never been out of the wilds I have another question for you, Eli. Go on. When does the health reduction go away? Long rest. So that would have gone away. Yeah, yeah, you're okay. fine. I didn't know if it was one of those ones that required a restoration spell or not. No, 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 okay. no. I got a 12. Uh, I, you got a 12? Mm. Okay. Yeah, you're just continuing on. Doesn't seem to be any big problems. That's good. So yeah, for the next few days, you're just heading and... What Margot is incredibly positive is south. Okay. Go ahead and roll again for me. Eleven. Okay. Again, you guys are heading along. Do we get to a main road? No. Okay. No, you haven't gotten to a road yet. And I think this is something that Roscoe would just know. There's not many roads in the wilds. Right. The the forest is old growth enough that there's plenty of paths. Like they haven't needed to create roads. So they do kind of rely a lot on knowing where you're going. Do not look for roads, good sir and Margot. We will not find any in the wilds. Alright, go ahead and roll again for me. Oh no. That oh yes. 
That was a natural one. <laughs> so that's a four. All right. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's All bad. Right. Yeah, you guys, so on the sixth day, you are trying to find a place to rest, and you hear the sounds of music and revelry. Ah, civilization. I'm not sure I trust that. I mean, it's people. We have no reason to distrust it. We're on a noon. They don't like me here. I oh. mean, not me personally, but just like who I am. Oh. I mean, to be fair, there are racists everywhere. Don't but they especially don't like me here. You have small, angry otters that'll throw down in a moment's notice. So I think we're maybe safe. And a big protective dragon. <laughs> dragon dead! So what are you guys doing? I would like to go towards the sound of the music. Same. Okay. I'll follow them because I am not to be about to be left to hello all by myself. I go with them, but I do say, but we will go towards the music. But just because we hear good times doesn't mean they can't turn bad quick if we're not careful. True. As you get closer, it's clearly the sounds of a party, some incredibly powerful revelry, and before much longer, you stumble into this clearing, and there are satyrs and pixies having a party <gasps> oh my god that sounds like so much fun no that sounds like so much bad oh okay <laughs> well i don't know i don't know what rovarth knows <laughs> the, the music stops for a moment and one of the satyrs like it, it just stops for a moment out of surprise and then it just picks back up again and one of the satyrs walks up and says uh greetings what brings you here, my friends? Can I make an arcana roll to know if, like, A, if satyrs are fae, and B, if fae are tricksy bastards? Sure. Because I don't remember how this works in D&D &D World, and Rovarth certainly has no idea. Well, Rovarth definitely has no idea, because I rolled a 1, so that's a 9. All right. Yeah, you know that, even with a 9, you know that satyrs are fae. And so are pixies, and they can be prone to mischief. Hmm. Okay. Then I will exclaim to the satyr, Greetings! We were simply uh, traveling through and heard your uh, revelry, and stopped by to see what the occasion was. Ah, most excellent. My name is Zeus, and your names? I didn't roll high enough to know the name rules. My name is Rovarth Mirax. I'm from... Well, I'm not from here. I'm Margo. I will Can roll, I roll Arcana. To... <laughs> I know? 17. 17. All right. You know that satyrs and pixies are not generally malicious. As immortal creatures, they are kind of bound to certain behaviors. They're very tricksy. They can be. They're not always. Generally, unless they mean you harm or mischief from the beginning, as long as you're polite, you're not likely to encounter any trouble. All right. Then I politely say, pleased to meet you. I am Roscoe Suitfoot, but I must humbly request a name for a name. He gave us his name. Oh, he did? I didn't Zeus. hear him. Sorry. Zeus. Take that back. For some reason, I zoned out on the name. Oh, also with your role, really quick. You know that Clover is a rather effective way of thwarting fey creatures. Okay. It's the Clover's 
help protect you from fey magics. Understood. Supposedly. <laughs> oh, and um, hello, my name is Flint. Ah, well, you must be tired. Come, join the fun. Thank you. We're going to be drinking, eating, and smoking. What exactly would we be smoking? Oh, only the... St- <laughs> Only the dankest of weed. I'm God so damn it. Just why? I'm in. Flint's uh, gonna no. pass on the smoking. The rule says be polite, so. The I rule pull- says Rovarth has aches and pains, and his arthritis is flaring yep. up from all this Rovarth, damn walking. Rovarth just looks at you and goes, Good sirs and Margot, no point in being rude and not taking part in the fun. Just remember, be polite to your hosts. And he sort of says that in a way where he kind of really emphasizes the word polite. (laughs) I mean, Flint turns down the smoking bowl, certainly take a drink. Zeus does say, by the way, my friends, do be careful not to pass out in that patch of flowers there. Jackdonna blooms tend to cause nasty dreams. Nasty dreams, you say? That's what he's addicted to. No! No, just kidding. (laughs) You guys can make either history or nature checks to see what you know about the Jackdonna Blooms. Nature or history? Or nature, whichever. Okay. Well, it'll be history, and that's a 20. Uh, Margo's not going to roll. She doesn't know anything. Okay. I got a 15 in history. History? Okay. Was Rovarth going to... I don't know anything about either of those two topics, so no. Okay. Flint, you seem to remember something about how supposedly if you fall asleep in a bed of Jackdonna blooms, and Jackdonna being the goddess of death, you'll have dreams of death. And Jerry, you know that supposedly these flowers were created by the goddess of death to help mortals face their end. And it is quite true that people who sleep on a bed of Jackdonna blooms will have visions of death, but they're not always unpleasant. Like, there's, it's not always like a nightmare. Mm. It's just dead. Dead. Got it. Um, and a lot of communities actually place Jackdonna blooms on a grave as a signal to the dead that they are remembered. Mm. All right. I, I'm sorry. I have to say this, like, but like the level of world building you put into this is. Oh, it's Freaking awesome. mind-blowing to me. I love it so much. Three hails to the DM. Hail, hail. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you guys eat, drink, and be merry. Do you tell us this, Roscoe, by the way? Yes. Okay. It's just we were we paused the three hail the GM, and I kind of sort of got lost. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Roscoe never misses a chance to do a little history lesson. All right. Well, Rovarth will definitely partake of the drink and some of the weed, and will make it a point to try and fall asleep on the flowers. Okay. So if I uh, offer up my mushrooms, will they be my friend? Oh, yeah. If you offer up the mushrooms, everybody's like, yes. Okay. I'm going to offer up my psychedelic mushrooms. Mother of Zod. To the group. (laughs) Fun. I I want everybody to make constitution saves <laughs> this is gonna be fun <laughs> i do want to say that i drink yeah. but don't smoke <laughs> okay yeah they are as long as you're participating in the party they don't seem to care too badly about how much you're eating or drinking or any of that oh, yeah. drinking f- i just wanted to specify drinking food is what i wanted <laughs> yeah no i was just trying to make sure everybody knew they're not being like hey motherfucker 
Right. You have to party. Get on. No, they're just like, yeah, you're still participating in the party. Yeah. Uh, so Flink got a 10. I got a 10 as well. Um, I, I would like to make two rules, Eli. One, okay. one performance to see how into the party I get with dancing and singing and storytelling. And then make a constitution right. roll. <laughs> Go for it. Well, it was a 21 roll for performance. On the performance? Yep. Okay. You are the life of the party. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> so, I rolled high for performance. But I rolled a one for constitution. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. This oh is amazing. And before you get to those consequences, Robarth rolled a five for his constitution and is going to be trying to regale people with his old war stories. Go ahead and make a performance check to see how much people uh, pick up what you're putting down. They probably don't care, but we'll find out. Actually, that's decent. Performance, performance, plus three, 20. 20. All right. Yeah. People are into it. So all of you wake up with hangovers. <laughs> in the night, Roworth, because you intentionally slept in the bed of the Jackdana Blooms, you have strange dreams. They're not... Well, I guess I should ask. Does Would Rovarth face his death with dignity? Like, is he afraid of death? No. Rovarth doesn't fear death of himself personally. If anything, he fears the death of his younger companions. Okay. You see... That same dream before of you releasing what you believe to be your patron. Mm -hmm. However, it continues on and you see that your life force is imbued into the stone. And then the stone shatters. Mm. And you are killed. Mm. But you also see a different death for yourself. Okay. And in this one, you've... You're older than you ever thought you would be, and the world looks so different. And there's something, your eyes, your eyes and your, the sword hanging above the mantle place, you've lived, it just feels as if you've lived another lifetime. And it's almost as if either one of these deaths could be true. Okay. Understood. And Roscoe, because you rolled a one, you fall asleep. You eventually collapse on top of Rovarth. <laughs> I allow that. <laughs> is Roscoe afraid of death? I think Roscoe is more afraid of dying before he finishes his... How do I word this? I'm asking more from an existential standpoint. Do you think that Roscoe is afraid to die? No. Okay. You, this dream you have of your own death, parts of it are terrifying because it, it's, it's, you're fighting this war for the very soul of Ildar. And in some versions, you die in this war. And in other versions, you win. And you get to see yourself die surrounded by loved ones having lived a full, long life. 
is Flint existentially afraid of death? Not really. So, Flint, you you dream of a quiet death in an armchair tinkering with some new project. And it's peaceful. And it's home. What about Margo? Margo's not afraid. No. Nah. We all knew this. Margo charges headfirst blindly (laughs) to danger every time. Yeah, I was going to say no. Margo, you, you dream of a death that is full of kicking and screaming, but more out of stubbornness than anything else. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> but you, again, you're surrounded by loved ones. You can't see their faces, but you know that they're loved ones, and you know that you're comfortable, and that you're in your home, and you guys all wake up with very bad headaches. <laughs> oh, I regret my decisions. <laughs> I don't regret my decisions. Best Seder party ever. <laughs> Roscoe goes, I regret you being loud. <laughs> so I kind of flap uh, you I, with I my tail. Margo, when you wake up, you have this like harness on over uh, your armor. Uh-oh. What? Like a kind of harness that it has a wide leather band across your shoulder blades and then it comes up over your shoulders and also underneath your armpits to kind of clasp over your chest Mm. and you have no fucking idea what this thing is the fuck is that rovarth you actually immediately recognize this what is it it is a uncommon magical item called the harness of flying <laughs> Robert's just gonna burst out laughing and go, and then he's gonna go, "Ow, my head!" Stop being Margo, loud. I thwap you with my tail. You have a harness of flying on you. What does that mean? Does it mean I can fly now? I, I don't know. Try. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh God! Murder baby is airborne. I mean, she's literally gonna run and see if she can take off. Yeah, you uh, you start running and you jump up and these small, well, large for you, dragon-like wings uh, that seem to be made out of leather kind of sprout oh from the harness. That's so cool. Roscoe's going back nice. to bed. <laughs> um, bed. Oh my god, that's so cool. I mean... I'm just going to fly around. I'm just going to just fly around for a while. Like. Great. Does this mean she can go otter this world? You you fly <laughs> around for about 10 minutes before the magic wears off. <laughs> I'll catch her. And you you fall. Oh. Roarth, you know that there is a limited amount of flight in these before they have to recharge. Mm-hmm. Well, that's enough flying for today. Ten oh. minutes of Margot in flight, <laughs> afternoon delight. <laughs> Rovarth, you go. You know you're you're checking your bags. Like, oh, let's get some rations. And you realize that you have twice the amount of rations that you started with. So if I had four, oh, I'd have cool. eight. Yeah. Okay. Nice. 
But Roscoe, when you're just like, nope, not dealing with this, going back to sleep. I pull him off of the (laughs) flowers, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. You all woke up in kind of a cuddle puddle. The best. (laughs) I will never talk about this moment. You have this (laughs) necklace on. You just just now recognize the uh, weight of it. Hmm. And you look, and it is a heavy gold chain (laughs) with an amulet, an orb, rather large for you. And it looks... It looks like a uh, stylized topaz gem. Okay. But it has a bit of black in it, almost like a pupil. Do you want me to cast Identify? Yes, please. Okay, I uh, cast Identify as a ritual, obviously. Okay. Roscoe has a dragon's eye. Oh, Roscoe, that's a dragon's eye. It's an incredibly rare magic item that once the wielder is attuned to it they have advantage on perception checks and investigation checks but they also have blind sight out to 30 feet oh wow and while wearing the amulet you can cast the identify spell as a ritual nice that's so cool nice so roscoe Invisible creatures no longer have advantage against you, as long as they're within 30 feet. You're basically like Toph from Avatar, where you sense their vibrations. <gasps> or Daredevil. Or their Daredevil, hey. that works too. That's so fucking dope. That is dope. Roscoe just looks at and smiles and goes, I like this. They must have liked your mushrooms in our stories. I'm scared to find yes. out what they did to me. I'm, I'm a little <laughs> afraid now. Why? It's all good things so far. Yeah. Well, I you mean, if flying fine. otters is considered a good thing, yes. I mean, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm done. Like she, she's just flying around. I'm just. Well, dying. I just imagine people put their pies up on four stories, thinking Margot can't get them, and now <laughs> it's like surprise, bitch. Stand your pie. Just remember, Margot, your your flight time is limited. I know. That's sad. No, Flint. Everything seems to be fine. The next day, you guys find a river and bathe, and. Margo, you're the first one to notice this as Flint is washing up. His chest and neck are covered in hickeys. Oh, my <gasps> God. <laughs> What'd you do at that party, Flint? Uh, I don't remember. That concerns me. But by the same time, it's like, I mean, I'm not Yeah, dead. all of you can really only remember, like, the first couple hours. I'm like... Well, <laughs> well, whoever they are, I hope I hope we had fun. So, like, that's all I was saying. Looks, I just kind of like scrub. Looks like someone liked you. <laughs> well, clearly, I mean, I'm likable. I'm I'm just awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Except when I'm drunk, then I'm surprisingly bold. I don't I don't understand how that works. I feel like Margot's just going to point this out to Rovarth just because she knows how awkward that's going to be because Dragon Dad. <laughs> At least for Flint, it would be awkward. I'm just going to be like, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's only natural to find a lover at parties. It happens. <laughs> there, there, is many, there is many a story that of two lovers finding each other at a party through history. And then, and then, then Roscoe ruins it goes, most of them ended in tragedy and war, but it did happen. Don't Romeo and Juliet this. Listen, no, don't cast that. Don't cast that bad omen on me. Don't. 
All right. Why doesn't Margot go ahead and make uh, another survival check? Twelve. All right. You're very positive that you're at least heading south. You're not sure how much southeast you're going, Mm -hmm. uh, but you're positive you're going south. Okay. Uh, So you're hoping you'll reach the edge of the woods soon. Okay. And as you are traveling, a leaf kind of like drifts down, Mm -hmm. and immediately you know that something's wrong. Oh. Oh, no. Roscoe, Rovarth, and Flint, you're surprised when a half dozen warriors drop down out of the canopy. Oh, boy. Brandishing scimitars. Margo, you've already got your gladius ignited. Yeah. Does anyone speak Elven? No, I thought I did. I speak Sylvan. I I think Roscoe does. I do. So everyone else hears this one of them say something in Elven. And Roscoe, they say, uh, who are you and why are you here? And Rovarth, you hear them say something in Elven, and then the Manus Stone says, they want to know why we're here. Oh, dope. Can you translate for me? I speak every language. Yes, but my question is, can they hear you? If I want them to. I could speak loud enough. Let's see how Roscoe goes. I think we should leave it to Roscoe because they might try to steal the mana stone from us. We are travelers traveling through these woods to get to the Irwin Empire. The what? The Irwin Empire. Empire. You win. Yes. Make a persuasion check. Not bad. 17. Okay. They all relax their position so they're not like actively ready to fight you but they do not put their weapons away and the one who was speaking pulls the uh, face covering that he had kind of like a balaclava kind of thing down and you see that it's a drow and he says you're quite a ways away from where you would want to be being oh shit (laughs) let me guess we're going in the wrong direction Roscoe says in Elvin, if we have trespassed on territory we should not be in, we apologize. If we can be pointed in the correct direction, we will be on our way. Mean no quarrel. I do not know what direction you are coming from, but you are at the border of Celosia, and it is very dangerous for you here. Oh, and, shit. And Roscoe would full well know about Celosia. <laughs> yeah, you you would know that Celosia is a theocratic dictatorship. Yes. Full of slavery and brutality. Yes. You also know... Well, actually, make a history check for me. I will do that. Do not fail me, history check. It did not fail me. 20. Okay, with a 20, you know that there are a lot of refugees that come out of Celosia. There are rumors that there is some kind of network to help political dissidents and religious dissidents escape. Some of our tale would be hard to be believed, but I will tell you we are coming from the direction of the Blightwoods. You say that and all of the elves kind of murmur amongst themselves, and the lead drow says, Why were you coming from the Blightwood? He got lost. I- I'm just putting that out there as a suggestion. I'm not actually saying it. <laughs> Shh. Sorry. Roscoe says in Elven, 
we did not originally start on this continent. Magic brought us to this continent as we were on another quest. We do not know the ways, but we did find information that my friend here, he, that one of my friends has a mentor trapped in the Empire, and that is why we are heading in that direction. Hmm. Make another persuasion check real quick. Let me do math. 21. Okay. This person is... seems to be spending a long time thinking about what you've said. And he he says, My name is Matthias. Roscoe nods and goes Roscoe. And if you will agree to hand over your weapons, we will lead you to our camp and give you safe harbor for the night and perhaps a map. Roscoe nods and goes, Will you permit me a moment to speak to my party to let them know what you are offering? Of course. Roscoe beckons to all three of you. Yeah. I sincerely do not... Rovarth's just going to say yes. Yeah, they asked... To... Yeah, the, the main stone has been whispering a translation to you this whole time. But just to him, right? Yeah, okay. yeah just to him. Okay. If we offer our weapons, they will give us shelter for the night, and tomorrow they will send us on our way with a map. Mm, I mean, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So long as we get our weapons back once we've exited their camp? I sure. don't... I don't trust them. But since everyone else is doing it, I'll do it. We need a map. If everyone else was jumping on a bridge, would you? Shut up. This is different. (laughs) And also, yes. I also have a harness, so I can fly. (laughs) Margo, A, we need a map, and B, I'm sure they'll give your weapon back when they're done. And if they're not, then, well, we'll get to that when we get to that. So are we agreed? Yes. Yep. All right. Yes. Roscoe turns and just takes a few ste- takes a few steps back to his original position and goes, it is agreed upon. And he nods and gestures to two of the other gray elves. And they kind of walk up and hold, they sheathe their weapons and walk up and kind of hold their hands out for you guys to hand over your weapons. Hmm. Because I have all my other weapons in the mana stone, I'll give them the dragon slaying longsword. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I love it. I will say, um, just so that it doesn't happen in the future, Rovarth 100% knows to never put the Mana Stone inside of the Bag of Holding. Yes, that would be bad. That would make an explosion. (laughs) Yeah, because there are two Bags of Holding. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if everybody hands over their weapons, they lead you. I think Margot and Rovarth would be the ones to pick up on this the most. It, It doesn't not feel like an escort, but it almost feels like a prisoner escort it's definitely more friendly than that but they clearly don't trust you quite as far as they could throw you well it seems we're unwanted guests but guest is better than prisoner fine yeah they end up leading you guys to an encampment and there's about 20 people here and you can see a lot of them are drow but some of them are humans Kobolds, dragonborn, they all look tired, and there's a commotion when this group, when Matthias's group comes back with you all. And Roscoe, you know because you understand Elvin that Matthias says, tells someone to get 
someone named Isabel. And after a few minutes, probably less than, than two minutes, a female, a female drow shows up and she immediately says to Matthias, what have you done? And he says, they're lost. They need food and they need a map. She says, you could have revealed our position. What if they're spies? Look at them. Do they really seem like they'd be spies? <sighs> Fine. Put them over there. Feed them. Send them on their way. And she storms off. And then the Mana Stone speaks for the first time in quite some time. At a normal volume. I like her. And all of the people around you guys jump and look at Rovarth. Maybe you should be a little quiet. Can I make a persuasion check to convince them that I'm old and senile and just muttering to myself? You mean a deception check? Or a deception check, yes. Go for it. Yes. Not great, but not bad. Thirteen. They don't seem to believe you, but they also don't seem interested in pressing the issue. You said they don't seem to believe me? No. Okay. But like I said, they don't seem interested in pressing the issue. Okay, that's what matters. And they put you guys around a small fire, and each of you get some stew and such. I am very appreciative and courteous about everything they give us. <laughs> Rovarth, you can see that one of the Dragonborn can't be older than 17. And she's kind of metaphorically curled up into herself. <sighs> she keeps looking at you, but she doesn't seem willing to speak. Do, do I, for whatever reason, recognize her? No. Okay. Do they appear to be, like, prisoner prisoners, or...? It, none of them seem to be prisoners. Okay. I mean, they are dressed like prisoners, but they're not being treated like prisoners. Alright, well, I'm gonna lean into my flaw here, which is I obey the law, even if the law causes misery, and I'm... If she doesn't seem to make a fuss about it, I'm not going to do anything. As much as it might pain Rovarth's heartstrings. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Did anybody want to do anything here, or do we want to move on? I just um, kind of want to move on. This is, I'm like... Let me ask, can Roscoe determine, is this a pretty much a refugee camp for... Yeah, that's what I was For about. pass, for runaway slaves? You can make an insight check. You said insight? Yes. 17. Yeah. Yeah, this seems like you guys have stumbled onto a a stop on the, basically, an underground railroad. Yep. But whatever methods, whatever paths, whatever organizations help people escape Celosia, this is part of it. Yep. Roscoe does inform the group and goes, Good sirs and Margo, this is a refugee camp. They aren't slaves here. They're runaways from slavery. Well, we need to help them. They are being helped. This is the help. This is the help? Okay. Part of the help. They will not be fully safe until they're away from Seleucia. And then Roscoe says, and to be pretty honest, we will not be safe until we leave Seleucia. Okay. Margo, you can definitely tell that you're, you specifically are getting a lot of weird looks. <laughs> you can guess that they've just never seen an otter folk before. 
Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be her. She'd be used to that. Yeah, beast folk, their communities tend to be tight-knit. Not unwelcoming, but a lot of the times beast folk are happy to stay wherever it was they were born. So if someone doesn't travel a lot, they're not likely to see many beast folk. I feel like if there was any kids around, she'd just be trying to make them smile. Now that I know what's going on, if Margot's not doing anything in particular. I think it would be pretty easy. Margot is good with kids. Rovarth, before you really know what's happening, she has snatched the mana stone and convinced the children to use it as a soccer ball. <laughs> Much to the mana stone's objections. <laughs> Although after a while, they become less, fewer objections about being used as a ball and more objections to the children's form. <laughs> so at least he's getting some enjoyment out of it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he certainly doesn't sound any happier about the situation. Hey, but at a certain as... point, he seems to have just accepted that that's what's going to be happening. <laughs> oh, I love it. Rovarth will chuckle a little bit, and then he'll go to the dragonborn teenager, basically. Okay. And I basically want to give them reassurance that they'll make it out of this, and I will give them because I know that the wilds are dangerous and sometimes you eat things you shouldn't eat, I will give them my vial of antitoxin that I have. Okay. And I will explain what it does. Yeah, she doesn't speak much. She does say that she's never seen a dragonborn with wings before. Oh, that? That came in during my last molting. Do you think I could grow wings? I think that it is very much a distinct possibility. Oh. I... Is... What is the world like? I've been in Celosia since I was a child. Well, I suppose that depends on what part of the world you'd be going to. You know that we have a city called New Acklin. I don't know what that is and i will explain to her that it is the uh rebuilt city of the dragonborns the rebuilt nation of the dragonborn homeland and i will explain to her and describe to her my own personal reconstruction efforts with it before i became an adventurer and i will give her rough directions to where it would be she is hopeful you know, she seems to visibly relax a bit. And she says, my name is Sot. I will... I will remember you, Sot. And my name is Rovarth, Rovarth Mirax. And I will remember you, If Rovarth we meet again, Mirax. we'll have to swap stories sometime. And with that, the night is uneventful. And in the morning, you're given a few supplies. It's just a couple days worth of rations. Matthias says that they just can't spare more than this. But they do have a spare map. Yay, we're not having survive off my survival checks. <laughs> Roscoe says your help in hospitality has been most appreciated. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And with that, 
guys part ways. Uh, and also, this episode is over. Rovarth. You guys got some pluggables? Ah. Yay. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Before, let's you, do, before you let's end do the episode, yeah. I have some misty tears in my eyes as I leave this place. So hopefully, we've done some good. Now you can end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Abby, you, you want to plug some stuff? Yeah, I have Twitter and Instagram and a TikTok, all are elvenly underscore E. I yell about things a lot. It's fun, and I try to post art when I can. Join me in yelling. I have a YouTube channel, which is Aerosyl Prime, E-R-A-S-Y-L space P-R-I-M-E, where I play various RPGs, some of which I hope get this emotional, but, you know, we'll see. I have a misty tear in my eye, as I hope you follow me on Twitter at Jarius underscore Jer, and on Instagram at Jerry Jerry Quite Contrary, Jerry spelled J-E-R-I, both times. And also, I write pro wrestling articles for VoicesOfWrestling.com under my real name, Jerry Evans. Thank you. I'm Ashley. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter under AmCosplayClean. I'm going to be posting a lot of cosplay sewing projects and stuff like that coming up and if you mix five red bulls into a gallon of the cheapest vodka you can find and drink all of it in one night you will be able to punch god and from there you'll be able to find me online at royalartisanprops.com bye goodbye bye Thank you for listening to this part of our Tale Traveler. Please, remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever fine pods are cast. You can find us online at WePlayRPGs.com, on Facebook and Twitter at WePlayRPGs, and on Patreon at WePlayRPGs Podcast. Your patronage is what keeps this podcast alive.